This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by Wild Olive, where we host game-changing conversation about literature, culture, and the Bible. I'm Jennifer Bird, a biblical scholar. And I'm Jean Patrol, a literature scholar. If you want to change your Bible reading game, you can try reading the Bible as literature. The way writers such as Emily Dickinson, Octavia Butler, Ursula Le Guin, James Baldwin, or Tony Kushner do. Every other week, we let modern writers give a fresh take on a familiar Bible story. Did you know that Emily Dickinson uses woman-by-the-well imagery to explore lesbian desire? (laughs) That's wild. And doesn't June Jordan use a Gospel of Matthew image to describe the civil rights activist Fannie Lou Hamer? Yes. And Tony Kushner's Angels in America uses apocalypse imagery to describe the fall of the Berlin Wall. That's wild. If you like conversations about the Bible that could go anywhere, tune in to Wild Olive wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical, with your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Apostates Anonymous. I am one of your hosts, Matthew J. DiStefano, the author of The Wisdom of Hobbits and a whole host of other books, most of them vanity projects. And I'm joined by my co-host, Keith Giles, who doesn't write vanity projects. He writes substance. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, it's it's uh, <clears throat> quality over quantity. Uh, no, I, but I, I'm jealous of some of your, your vanity projects, so. You should be. I do, I do have a vanity project coming out, I think, in about a week or so. Maybe by the time this airs, people it'll already be out. That Philip K. Dick collection that I get to write the forward to, that's a vanity project. That's just yeah, but it's also a part of our choir classics. It is. So. It works. We were going to do it anyway. We're just kind of fast-forwarding it because I'm doing this thing at, at Comic-Con. I'll be at Comic-Con, everybody. If you're going to be at Comic-Con in San Diego. Nerd uh, alert. Nerd alert in July. Uh, look me up. Come to my panel. I'm speaking on a panel about Philip K. Dick. With speech uh, about several Dick. other scholars, of which I am not. I'm just a fan. Isn't it? I did um, the Wisdom of Hobbits conference, and it was with scholars like like uber nerds, right? Yeah, yeah. It was cool that, well, for one, it was cool they all liked my book. That's But great. for two, it was cool to be like, yeah, I'm going to defer to the scholar on this one. It's kind of like in theology where it's like, <laughs> no, this is a very specific question for a scholar. Like one guy wrote a book on every proverb in that Tolkien wrote and all the, and how it relates to the different races and oh, where these wow. proverbs come. I'm like, okay, this is a scholar of this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know that stuff. Yeah, dude. So, that's but that's amazing. cool, man. I'm, I'm excited for you to be at the Comic-Con. I've never been. Have you ever been to Comic-Con? I used to go, I used to write. I used to be a writer for comic book resources. They paid me. And at two, two years, I got to go for free with a press pass. I felt really special. I had, I had to get my press pass. So I got in for free and I got, but I had, but I had to work. I had to go to certain panels and sit through the panel, take notes live in the panel and then rush over with my laptop to a, to a table and write up an article and send it to my editor um, mm. so that he could get it up as quickly as possible. And um, so, yeah, I got to attend two, two different years, two years in a row. That uh, was a lot of fun. I mean, it's crowded. And I, I, it was one of those things too, where like, honestly, if I wasn't there for free, 
and I wasn't getting paid, I'm not sure I would have gone just as a fan because it's a madhouse. And I'm sure it's worse now Um, because it's not about comics anymore. It's about movies, right? It's become a movie, a superhero movie or or a sci-fi movie convention. The comics are like a very minor part of it now. Mm. Like Marvel Comics, by the way, the biggest comics publisher out there, they don't even do a booth anymore. They used to do a big, huge booth every year, you know, for years because comics, that was their thing. Yeah. But they stopped doing booths a couple of years ago because it was like, we don't have to. We're, we're the biggest one out there and we're doing our, all the all the movie studios are doing stuff anyway, so we don't have to do it. Yeah. Marvel's so, Marvel's a movie studio now. They I are. mean, when people think of them. Yeah. They really are, dude. No one's reading those comics. <laughs> are there, do they still make comics? They are still making them. Yes. But, um, it was probably true in the past, but it's even more true today. I just saw it was some random comic book. He's he's active right now. He's he's putting out brand new, like you know, he's putting out like he's. I think he's one of the artists on like Fantastic Four or Spider Man or something. And he was posting on Twitter, and he said something about how this is a hobby for him, that he has a day job, and he says everyone in the industry has a day job. All these big names, you think they're hot stuff, they have a day job, uh, except maybe some of the writers. Some of the writers. Because writers, for some weird reason, get paid more than artists. Hmm. It's more work to do the art, I'll be honest. As a writer, I'll tell you, it takes days, weeks to do the art, to do a couple of pages, right? The writer can sit down and spit something out pretty easy, but the the writers get paid more. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe Choir will publish a a comic book one day. You know what? Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Hey, but... uh... We have a good episode for every everyone everyone today, I think. And of course, we have a word from a sponsor, so let's get into that. Here we go. Are you looking for a safe space to deconstruct your faith, maybe move into reconstruction? Then we invite you to join us in Nashville, June 9th and 10th for our Awaken Conference. This weekend will be focused on healing, restoration, and spiritual freedom from toxic faith. Our guides for this event will help us recover from spiritual trauma, escape worm theology, and reimagine our connection with God and others to help us move from deconstruction into a healthy reconstruction of faith. Awaken 2023 will feature presentations from Dr. Jennifer Bird, Jim Palmer, Keith Giles, David Moses Perez, Lacey Bean, Heather Hamilton, Eve Was Framed, Dan Henderson, December Rose, and Nat Turney. We will also have a special musical presentation by Jennifer Knapp, a multi-Grammy-nominated recording artist. If you're looking for a safe space to ask your questions, have your doubts, and share your ideas, meet us in Nashville June 9th and 10th for Awaken Nashville. We hope to see you there. I kept waiting for the joke. Where's the joke? Where's the punchline? <laughs> That's the... <laughs> it was... That's like the actual most legit ad we've ever done. Yes, folks. That is, if you click the link in the show notes, you can find out if that's a real advertisement or not. (laughs) It'll be an Eventbrite link. Yes. And then you have to show up June 9th and 10th to find out if it's a joke or not. In Nashville. Yes, it will not be a joke. In Nashville. It's not a joke. I really hope it's not going to be a joke. I got to say too, I'm really excited about this event because. of how many amazing female voices we have this year. It's and if you notice when I'm if you follow me on Facebook when I share it I usually share there's a graphic that's front loaded that it's like 
I put all the all the women up top and all the all the old scraggly men with beards like me at the bottom. As it should be. As it should be. Because yes. to answer Beyonce's rhetorical question, who run the world? That's right. Girls. We know. Um, the future. No, it's cool, man. Um, this is this is historic and monumental. This is the first legit ad we've ever ran. That's right. During this segment. It's real, people. Breaking it, news. All the other ones, if you haven't gone to the links we've told you about, it's all bullshit. <laughs> the other ones are not real. <laughs> the other ones are not real. Some as, as, are, as some of them that should be, though. Some of them should be. Well, and some of them are based on things that are real. Like I showed my son yeah. the other day. I played my son the other day, the Theo Beards one. because I just yeah, have a correct that one's out. real. And then Basically. I had to show, he was very confused. Like, what is this? And I'm like, look, there is there is a biblicalbeards.com and there is an actual an actual company that's that is mm -hmm. marketing themselves as selling products for biblical beards. Yeah, if you don't know Calvinists, you you know that they, they take <laughs> they their IPA, their beards. their beards, and their very vengeful and wrathful God. They all go hand in hand somehow. Isn't that weird though? That is true. That has been my experience. They love. They all drink, and mm. they all they all have beards, and they're mm. all actually very uh, easily provoked. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Veins popping. Yes. The stick is up their ass too far. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we do have a topic for today, and I'm going to introduce it because it was my idea, and I'm going to explain it because I came up with it like five minutes before we started recording. As, how, as usual. As, as per usual. And yet you all still keep listening, so <laughs> joke's on you. Um, no, I was thinking um, about... A lot of times in politics or in theology or in whatever discussion we're having, obviously, it's really good to take the nuanced gray approach. Uh, shout out to Michelle Collins, into the gray. We want to live in that. Most of life's answers are in the gray. Is um, that a choir book? That was a book from choir, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Don't yes. you know your own uh, library? No, I, I know that. I'm sort of saying that for the sake of our listeners. For the they sake of the listeners. That. Yes. You guys should know that by now. Check it out. Into the Gray. Michelle Collins. Check it out. Check it out now. Um, oh, I got myself sidetracked. See what happens when I'm talking to you? Sorry. Into no, the Gray. Okay. So it's Most of the time. Yeah. So, or, or the phrase, um, everything in moderation, including moderation, right? Yeah. And I think... It's good sometimes. I also heard Richard Rohr talk about like if you reject all dualism, that itself is dualistic. So it becomes really annoying sometimes when you talk to people who everything, it's almost like a both sides. Both sides does that. Both sides does that. There were good or, people on both sides. Yeah, it's like, yes. Well, sometimes we, I mean, sometimes we're comparing like a scratch and your limb got blown off. Or sometimes we're comparing yeah. like the cold or like cancer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or like if you, if you were to say after someone got murdered, well, you know, all fall short of the glory of God. <laughs> like, <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, brother. Yes. I guess. But so, so sometimes like when you become too gray, you become too nuanced. It's my experience that you end up not really standing for much, and that diminishes true atrocities. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and absolutely. so I, th I think there's a good there's a place and time for dualism, or there's a place and time to not be moderate. <clears throat> well, I think it's a good 
it's good advice. Um, I think we can tend to get too uh, <clears throat> too polarized in our views, especially especially when it comes to politics or religion. Uh, basically, my side is right, the other side is wrong, and then like I'm, are we are all good and they are all evil? You know, we get those kinds of ways of thinking, and then that that way of thinking um, prevents you from being self critical, prevents you from seeing the flaws, you know, from your way of thinking. And uh, this, I don't know, it's the same thing, but I, I try. That's why I try to um, encourage people to embrace mystery or to admit, you know, you could you can be wrong about something. It's not about being right or wrong all the time. Yeah, I think my point would be that then isn't there also the um, like the risk of the pendulum swinging too far into mystery where you end up like not affirming anything or, you know, it's like anything. Yes. But right to where to where it's almost like it gets into some sort of nihilism. Right. And and we can see historically those have been the problems. Right. Uh, That is what's happened. Right. The Gnostics did that, right? The Gnostics, you started off with the idea. I think it started with like, it was the idea that the creator of this world um, wasn't good. He wasn't like the father of Jesus. He wasn't the good God. He it was, was actually like a insane. demigod who, cre- right? Like, a, yeah. Yeah. He was insane of- or he was like unstable or he was evil or something like that. And so, so that was a kind of initial theory. Right. Which is, I think, was just trying to make sense of why God in the Old Testament was different from the God that Jesus talked about, I think. So that's what this is their logical progression. So once they landed on that idea that, oh, okay, it can't be the same God in the Old Testament reading about that was some crazy, insane demigod. And it's and it's not the the God of uh, the wheat that Jesus has. Okay, fine. That's your nice little theory. But then that thinking led to the idea. Well, therefore, since that crazy, evil demigod created everything physical all matter in the universe then how could that god create anything good therefore the flesh is evil the material world is evil right then we start slowly moving into this start we start to create this idea of a dualism where it's spirit versus flesh and the spirit is all good and the flesh is all evil and there's nothing good in so you end up circling back around to some of the same ideas that are in this old testament god um that you know you're you're wretch and you're a worm and there's nothing good in you and like well you just come right back around again. I feel like that's how <clears throat> all of human history is is just like like bumping along the <laughs> the barricades yeah. of a road. Yeah. Instead of finding, it's like overcorrecting one way or the other. Yeah. It's like uh, it, it's like this whole thing with um, with woke. Like if you if you go back to like I'd say five years. There, there was a legitimate, I think, gripe about people who did, I don't think woke's the right word, but who did take things too far to where it's like, you can't say anything. There was like a very loud minority yeah. who, like you had to be ritualistically pure in, in a progressive leftist sort of way. Yes. But then people on the right hijacked that and made it to where everything they don't like is woke. Is woke, yeah. It's like to where now we have linguistic nihilism. The word's meaningless. It's a total meaningless term. Yeah. Um, and 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 it also defeats the actual legitimate critique that there could be on something because now you can't <laughs> because the 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 right is so absurd with their use of the word woke. Yeah. Now you can't 
talk about the fringe on the left who like don't allow you to misstep ever. Oh yes, and I, you and I, I think have bumped into that a lot. Yeah, we've times. bumped into them, and there's a legitimate <laughs> critique. I mean, That's I'm pro- I'm super progressive, um, and so I'm critiquing my own here. Like there is a legitimate critique of certain people on the left and the way they behave. Yes, but the right has bastardized terminology to where you now can't critique because now you sound like if you were to critique it, you'd be like, oh, what are you, some sort of right winger? No, actually, yeah. I'm not. But because the right wing has like hijacked that term and now they're like, oh, you showed empathy, you're woke. Or right. you're going to listen to someone else, you're woke. <laughs> yeah. You're going to no, tolerate yeah. someone who's different than you, you're woke, I guess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's similar, right? It's similar to um, you know what we've been talking about for a very long time about this, the whole idea of calling somebody a heretic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, historically, heretic had essentially a real meaning. It meant something, you know, like at least to uh, when we had a pope and we had a, you know, Christendom and it was just the church. And I'm like, well, you're teaching something that goes against the doctrine of the church. Therefore, you're a heretic, right? Because the doctrine was one thing and everybody knew what it was. And you're trying to teach something that's radically different. And that makes you this heretic. Um, but now if you fast forward to where we are today, the world we live in today, oh my gosh, there's like thousands of Christian denominations. They're all using the same book to say that, oh no, the Bible clearly says. And then they're calling each other heretic when it's all so relative. It, it, it's meaningless now. And that self-referential. Is, yeah. Like it's, it's based – normative is me. Yes. So you better line up with me. Otherwise, you're – Yeah, I just mean that you disagree with me. And that's what woke has become yeah. today too. It's like, yeah. oh, you don't you, – you believe that thing? Oh, you're woke. So like, you're well, woke. You've gone woke. It also shuts down any dialogue. You know, like I've noticed – I have a friend, older guy. Um, love him. Great guy. And he's, he's deconstructed. He's progressive in almost everything, but he's like, when, when you, anyone brings up anything about guns, uh, you know, uh-huh. like AR 15s or, or, uh, any kind of sort of gun control, like after a shooting or something, mm-hmm. his immediate response is to anybody who says that is like, they're woke or they're, um, weird. they're stupid or whatever. It's like, well, you can't just label that person because they disagree with you and think you've accomplished something like there's no dialogue. Like, do you understand why people want to do this? Do you, do you, do you feel their frustration that children keep getting shot? Doesn't it bother you that the number one, you know, cause of death in America for children is not cancer, not car crashes, guns like that is wokeism. Wokeism and Oh, you're woke. You're woke. No, I'm telling you the statistics. It's the fact it's a problem. And to just say, oh, anyone that quotes that statistic or anybody that sees the solution to that problem is reducing the number of guns is woke. Yeah, the statistic is woke. That's ridiculous. There's no such thing. Yeah. And then there's no way to talk about it. This is why we need balance in our lives. We cannot go. See, my my view is that, and this is why it's right, because it's my view, right? Of course. Uh, But I think it's right. And I dare you to challenge me and, and disprove me. I think to truly live in the gray and the nuance is to include the black and the white because they're on the spectrum of gray, right? Like if you, if you're truly gray, you include those things. There are times and places for black and white. Like it's, it's like when I try, you can't create gray without using black and white. Right. Right. (laughs) So you have to include those polar extremes. And sometimes I, I use it like when someone wants to agree to disagree on my bisexuality. I'm like, no, that, that is a black and white issue for me. 
Right. Like you either accept accept it or you don't. You don't get to agree to disagree as if as if we're as if my bisexuality is which baseball team is the best or which right. flavor which flavor Ben and Jerry's is the best or which Girl Scout cookie is the best. Like. Yeah, that's where we disagree. That's where we agree to disagree. Who's the top five rapper? That's those. That's, that's where those conversations belong. <laughs> who is but, the Who is the greatest of all time in the NBA? Well, is it LeBron? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it Kobe Bryant? Yeah, those are things we could agree to they disagree. Have to, those three have to be in your top five, though. They have that, to be. They have to be. Whoever it is, it's one of those three. I mean, it's got to be one of those. I three. think. I think so. Some people magic, will say magic's got magic's magic. got to go in the top five too. Okay, that's in the, so. There's your and top maybe five. Kareem. Oh, that's Damn, four yeah. of them. Four of them played on the Lakers. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, that, I and know. some of them at the same time, which was insane. Yeah, I am rooting for the Warriors. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I digress. No, so so I think you bring up <clears throat> um, something too, and I, I don't. We might get into trouble here, but I, I think this is something that I can I edit it out. You have a good editor. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, okay. So. So there are these hot button topics, right? We mentioned, I just mentioned like gun control. That's one of them. And then the other one is like abortion, right? And what I, what really reason. frustrates me uh, is that people on these two sides of these, of both of these conversations uh, tend to adopt these all or nothing positions, right? So people on the guns, uh, on the NRA, like say the NRA, on their side, it's we cannot give up any any gun rights at all. We can't allow you to take away the AR-15 because then if we let you do that, then the next thing you're doing is you're taking away handguns. And then after that, you're taking away whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's like this slippery slope in their mind. Once we allow you an inch, you're going to take a mile or 10 miles and then there go our gun rights. So that means we have to adopt this all or nothing um, attitude, which is that we cannot have a conversation. We cannot budge at all on this. So there's no such thing in their minds as common sense gun regulation. They don't want to hear the statistics. They, they don't want to listen to the arguments. Um, they, that's why they don't want background checks because anything, any of those things sound to them like the beginning of you're going to knock on my door and take away my gun, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then the same with abortion, right? People on the abortion side of things are like, um, you know, we can't allow, I, I, this goes on both sides, right? People that are pro-choice would say we can't allow um, abortion uh, activists to say, well, to, to to pick a point and say you can only have an abortion um, up to this point, right? After so many weeks, they pick a number. They say, uh, but at so many weeks, uh, an abortion is illegal. And then, so people that are pro-choice would be like, well, no, you're going against the principle. Um, it's the woman's choice. So we can't allow, we can't let you, uh, dictate a, a, a time because then, then you're going to take more, right? You'll just end up taking more. So there just shuts down all dialogue. No one can ever sit down and say, let's just, let's just have a conversation. Can we agree that like on the abortion side, can we agree that like close to term, uh, is too, too late? Right, unless it's for a medical emergency, unless it's like the the mom is gonna die or there's something really wrong with the baby, like like the the mom can't just decide, you know what, I'm gonna abort this child, and even though it's but like that, a few weeks from being born. I, yeah, I think that's where I would actually fall on that. This is an actual actually a black and white issue because <clears throat> no one is carrying a baby to term and yeah. then flippantly ab 
boarding the oh, theater. No, I, dude, I agree with you. I'm, I'm just saying, right. in principle, what would be wrong with saying um, that there is a point at which we would say, okay, we would agree to this, right? Um, whether it's on guns or abortion or any other issue, right? But 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 as long as both sides keep these all or nothing attitudes, the, the wild thing though, the wild thing is though on abortion, like most people agree that abortion should be legal in some capacity. There's only yes. a small fringe who are like absolutely under no circumstances. If we left it up to a vote, yes. If it was a pure if it was a pure vote, vote, pure democratic. If there was democratic a democratic, vote, yes. yeah, yeah. We're just gonna the, the, same with guns. Then the same with guns. This is your exactly guns. right. Yes. It's like eighty to ninety percent are wanting all universal background of, checks. No assault and rifles, then the background checks, strict. And the Republicans are like <laughs> <laughs> Because they're getting paid by the lobby in exactly. our paying putting money in their pocket. Yeah. That's what's wild though, is because like really most people I, I hate to say this. And it's a great irony. Did you watch Tucker Carlson's monologue? Uh, after he got fired? His like oh, his no. first what? video. Why would I do that? No. I don't well, give because, crap I mean, about anything that guy says. No, I, I think just for the cultural relevance. Okay. And well, the, edu the educate me, enlighten me. Yeah. What did he say? And actually, Rain Wilson got some shit because he was like, yeah, I, I actually agreed with what he said. And in a, in a way. Rain Wilson. I ironically do too, because what, but what Tucker Carlson was saying was the hugest critique of Tucker Carlson, which this is his blind spot. He was talking about how like most, um, most discussions and, and debates on TV and, and, and basically Fox is what he right, <laughs> is bullshit. Like it's meaningless. It's pointless. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, but you were the biggest perpetrator of it. Right. Dipshit. We caught right? you lying about stuff. <laughs> like, how is this the first fucking monologue out of your mouth? Yeah. When it's like, yeah, we've all been saying this about you, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in that way, like, I think that was Rain's point of agreeing and mine point of agreeing too. It's like, yeah, that's this is what we've been saying about you. Why are you now saying it about what you were the you were literally the number one perpetrator of this. You're the number one host. Um, right. So what? So what? That, what? Yeah, one of his. One of his that out, you know? Yeah, but what one of his points was was that most people, when you get outside of these online debates and like most people are pretty reasonable yeah and i think for the most part yeah most people are reasonable like most people want common sense gun control most people want uh abortion access for women in you know a good a good majority of situations you know. yeah can't speak for everyone because there's some just you know there are some, some wackos better. so 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 to that point <clears throat> in some ways um the narratives on both sides uh, tend to paint a picture that's of the extreme. And then what that does is it, it starts to convince you that everybody on the other side is that extreme. So like if you keep watching those Jordan Klepper videos, right, where he goes and mm -hmm. interviews these like um, rock headed morons that are, <laughs> who, yeah. who are just they are the dumbest people. You well, cannot believe how stupid they are. It's like so you start to think that everybody is like that. And the, they're not. They're yeah. really not. They're not. But I will say this: a caveat. There is a huge, uh, larger, a larger percentage on the right who are now these wack. These aren't. This isn't the conservative Republicans of, no, of no, my it's, day. Back it's in a my whole day, new thing. it's a whole new. So thing. there's. I would say, yeah. Mo if there's like, if I had to put a percentage on it, on the fringe left, maybe like two to three percent of them 
They're really loud, but they're a really small minority. Yeah. Like Donald Trump's going to probably win the Republican primary. <laughs> like, like, to me. like it- insane MAGA shit is a huge percentage, which is the scary part. It's like, and then it goes back to my original point. When we go like, oh, well, both sides, it's like, yeah, there's an extreme left and then there's a huge extreme right and there's the a majority. It's, it's growing. It's, it's growing. the majority. It's not the that's, fringe. That's what's scary. We, we got into it with theological stuff back when I discuss it with people like, oh, you're just pointing out the fringe lunatics. I'm like, Hagee? Driscoll? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> this is the norm. They are I'm the fringe Christian <laughs> at the yes, time. I'm the like, fringe. Yeah. We have a thousand downloads on our podcast. It's not... We're, we're the, what does Richard Rohr say on the inside of the outside or something like that? Yeah. Like you're on the fringes of, of this. The majority are are the wackadoos. Are you sure though? It's the majority. How many? I don't, I I honestly think that you're, you're at this point, you're wacky at, no, no, Donald Trump (laughs) will absolutely win the Republican primary. And if you're still voting for Donald Trump, are you not? fringe wacky like he tried to overthrow an election he I probably know. raped a woman yeah he is oh, indicted for other shit there's like well, well yeah that have, well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like he could be a serial rapist if you're still voting for that yeah i'd say you're wackadoo and if you're gonna and if he's still he's beating desantis at currently by like 20 to 30 points in polls and i know desantis hasn't but who's going to run against trump for republicans I know, right now but see but, but see this is to me this is my point about influence i think it's more that he he has such a strong influence on the political party, on senators, uh, congressmen, leaders in the Republican Party, that um, because I can't believe, dude, uh, and I would say this by the way, the same for for Biden. I can't believe these are the best choices that we have from both parties. I I don't accept that. There are first of all, they, the the best choices are people in their late eighties. There are really, there's no one in their 40s or 50s anywhere on the conservative or liberal side that would be a smart, intelligent. I can already tell you, in I'm 40 now. In another 40 years, I'm not making any important decisions. No. <laughs> if I'm still running choir, you got to find someone else. Yeah. I'm just going to be collecting checks. Somebody else is going to be doing that day-to-day stuff for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, silent yeah, partner, dude, please. But I mean, so what I mean, I, I, that's why I think it's more about the fact that um, Trump has this perceived power and not just perceived. I mean, I guess in many ways it is real, but this, there's no one willing to go against him. I think in many ways, um, if I was still a Republican, I I would strongly be moving for, we create our own party or we just kick him out. Like we have to distance ourselves from Trump so that we, we preserve because, because there are the, the traditional Republican yeah, but- party, which wasn't as, wasn't great. I mean, I, I walked away from it for a reason. <clears throat> but man, it's it's still better than what we have with Trump. Trump is just taken in this crazy direction. Yeah, but um, and and but how does he get? So that's my point, though, is that if you challenge Trump, who's going to who's going to be on your side? What 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 Republicans? I'm telling you, that's I think it's a small percentage. Yeah, that's 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 my point. Like I was talking, I was talking not to. I'm not going to throw my mom under the bus. My mom and I discuss uh, politics all the time. My dad and I too. My stepdad. And it's great. So no disrespect to them, but it was kind of like, you know, it seems like kind of do this whole both sides thing where it's yeah. like, yeah, but and I gave her the analogy. I was like, one side is a shitty sandwich from Subway. That's what Joe Biden. He's a shitty sandwich from Subway, a six inch 
Bologna sandwich from Subway. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get you sick, but it's not going to. It's like whatever. Donald Trump is a literal shit sandwich. <laughs> like the right is a literal like two pieces of bread and a turd. Yeah. So you can't. You can't compare. Yeah, both aren't great, but one side's t- certainly gone in such an extreme direction. But see, they're so it, far right. Yeah, and that and and I'm saying I honestly think like this is one of those you have to take a stand against. Like you have to say no. This gray stuff is like you're so far on the edge of the bell curve, and there's a lot of you over there that we gotta. Yeah. I gotta say no. I'm gonna be black and white sometimes. But okay, I think it's also though that. We're the, the American people are being given very limited choices. Like we're only being given these two choices. And like you said, the, oh, I know, it's great. Bullshit. and yeah, no. I could totally say like, well, I, I'm not crazy about this other choice, but it's better than the guy who tried to overthrow the government and let an insurrection. I would do it again on a heartbeat. I would declare himself a di- dictator if he gets the chance. Dude, He would, he would literally throw his family. He would literally throw his family under a bus, oh, no, an no actual doubt. bus. No doubt. So, but, but, See, the bigger problem, though, <clears throat> is how do we come back from this? Like, how do we, if we don't Thoughts have- Thoughts and prayers. Some, no, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure that won't work. <laughs> like, there has to be some way for people to begin to have dialogue. I mean, I personally, I feel like the only thing that could do it, you know, we talked a couple of episodes ago, and I'm working on a book about this, about um, hypnosis and- uh, mind control and uh, propaganda and all this kind of stuff. And this stuff is real. And then, so these people that are voting for Trump, that are all these extreme right QAnon level people that think our, you know, RFK is coming back or RFK Jr. Is coming back to life or whatever bullshit. You know what I mean? Like they just, people that believe that Trump is still the president somehow secretly, he's still the president. Like it's insane. So um, they've been brainwashed, right? Yes. By Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Fox News and all these other uh, right wing, you know, talk shows and stuff like that. So, how do we bring those people back around to some level of reality? I, that's I don't what think I'm, we do. I think I think they're the azazel. We got to send them out into the. We got to blast them off into space, and they can start their own. <laughs> no, society. that can't be. A, that can't be a legitimate. Because then we become. So it's, then we become like. You know, we're like the Nazis now. We're putting him in concentration camps. I'm, I'm fucking kidding. No, but I'm kidding. saying, but I mean, I know you're joking, <laughs> but in a way though, we do kind of, kind of feel of. like we got to wait for these people to die or we've got to put them in some kind of like, um, you know, like, uh, what do they call them? What do you call it? When so, de- deprogramming, put them in like a deprogramming thing, you know, Spray um, like a hospital or something. And, and in some level, I do almost feel like for some of those people, it would take that, and I don't even think it would work. I think they no, are some are so deep that. in this stuff. They believe such crazy things, um, nonsensical things. Like, how would you ever begin to ground them in any sort of reality? They no, they, I they think I honestly everything. think I honestly think recently we've had some legitimate steps to. I don't think Fox News is going to change, but I think suing them for seven hundred or whatever they want, seven hundred million puts a little chink in the army. Like. Um, you would think, yes. Well, I mean, you can only get fucking sued so many times, so you're out of money. And then, <laughs> at some yeah, point, at yes. some point, they got another two point something billion dollar lawsuit with some other but, company, but and that they got audience is still out there, dude. Again, and so let's say Fox does go bankrupt because of this, there are still 
you know, there are still people out there. Some that of them got to be shaved away and be like, oh, all right, fine, they, get off the. But there's money out there. There's a rabid audience. They are dying for this kind of content. And if I create it, I will make billions of dollars by doing so. So someone's going to someone's gonna start serving that product because there's an oh, audience you could make for that so much. There's so much money in right-wing media. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't have the answer. Let's find five things we can agree on with them. Uh, <laughs> the earth is round. Nope. Some nope. of them aren't going to agree with that. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, see, that's the thing. Like, but finding common ground yes, pizza is, good. Is, is the way to do it. Pizza is tasty. Pizza is, is good. Although see, some of them think that pizza is a symbol. Pizza, oh fuck. Remember that? All right. So pizza okay, is well, round and let's, okay, let's find it. five things at QAnon adherent <laughs> could agree with us on. Okay. Not I, pizza. It's, pasta. It's hard. Spaghetti pasta. and meatballs. Cheeseburgers. Cheese. Cheeseburgers are awesome. A milkshake. Milk, love milkshakes. Ice cream is great. Low ice cream. Ice cream's um, got to be code for something, though. It's who knows. Yeah. Um, Carrot Top is a really bad comedian. Should all agree on that. It's <laughs> not that good. He's um, not good. Nope. And he's worse now. He actually got worse because he's now he's like this Hulk Hogan, big muscle bound weightlifter guy. You've seen him lately. He's he's scary no. looking. He was already scary looking before. Now he's even scarier. Hmm. I think people would disagree with you, though. I mean, he's famous for a reason. Some people are paying money for him. Yeah. Some people have to like it. That's true. Um, trees are pretty. Yeah. Trees and flowers and shrubs. Flowers. Flowers are pretty. Yeah. Right? Flowers are nice. Yeah. So we've got five things in common with QAnon adherents. Yeah. There you go. The, the, that's the beginning. That's all we have to do. We have to. We have to find a way. To start it out. But I mean, so back to your original point, right? We we don't want to we don't want to become so open minded or so um like you said, embracing this mystery or the gray. I heard I heard you don't want to be so open minded your brain falls out. Your brain falls out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so like I try to do this. Um I think we all maybe try to do it. Hopefully We're recording we on May the fourth, so May the fourth be with you. You know I'm not gonna let you get away with trying. You either do or do not. Keith. Do or do not. There is no try. Um, but you know, we all try, right? To like, I I try to be open minded. I try not to be dogmatic about things. I try to be like, I mean, I I would say like, well, this is where I'm at. I am now, and if but if somebody can change my mind, if someone can show me information or you know give me an idea that I haven't considered before. I say that because I have changed my mind many times. You, you and I have talked about this before too, about repentance, right? It, it seriously just means think differently, change your mind. Right. And I've changed my mind on so many things um, and, and on important things like politics or theology. And um, so, I, and I, and I haven't landed yet. I don't think I have all the answers. I don't think I've figured it all out. I'm remaining uh, in this place of being like, I think, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, there, there think, has to. There's a threshold, though, right? Because you're not. Are you open minded to the shape of the Earth? No. Okay, so but, so so we do cross a threshold. But I would say, okay, but on that, <laughs> but on that point too. So when this flat Earth thing first, you're gonna leave. You're gonna leave room for some flat Earth now. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> but when the flat Earth thing came out, of course, my initial reaction was I laughed. I thought this is insane. Really? Yeah. 
But you know what? I did watch some of those videos. I was like, well, well, what are they? Why do they believe this? What's their evidence? Right. So I've watched some of those videos. I'm like, okay, well, let me just see what do what do you got? Okay. I'm at least open to it. Now, okay, when, I, but- when I heard the pseudoscience, I was like, oh, they're just stupid. <laughs> they're 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 not thinking correctly. Were you really curious about their their arguments, or were you curious yes. that they had the arguments? Because I'm I'm more curious about the fact because I'm very interested in flat Earth because of the psychology behind it. It's insane, of course. Yes, but I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the 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 fact that people fall for it. That's what I'm interested in. So, but part of it is it is like the dumbing down of America, right? Because if you think about it, like mm-hmm. these people back in, golly, like when did was it Copernicus? who calculated um, the circumference of the earth and the distance of the earth to the moon and the sun using a pencil and mathematics and a shadow on the freaking ground. And using math, the angle of the shadow, the time of day, he calculated the circumference of the earth, the distance from the earth to the moon. And, and the he was close as shit too. And he was within like a few feet, right? When we went to the moon, assuming we went to the moon. Um, so, dun, dun, so dun. it's like, so it's like, you know what I mean? Uh, we're not that smart anymore, right? We have computers and, we, and no one does math to that level anymore. So like if we could understand the oh, yeah, math that do. he used, like what, over 2000, no, more than that, probably, well, almost 2000 years ago, right? A long, long time ago, a thousand years ago, long time Who, ago. Who, Copernicus? Yeah. That guy was, was like around port- in- 1400s. 1400s. Okay. So yeah. Something like that. So, you know, there was a time when people were a lot smarter and they could use math in, in those ways and they could calculate things and, and they're dead on. We're not. We're dumb. We have YouTube. We have Google. And then so somebody makes a video and it sounds smart. Look at the, oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, so, oh, my God, I discovered something. This is he's right. He's right. No, he's not right. He just sounds smart, but he's not smart. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, there's real mathematicians doing good stuff, too. We just. Uh, yeah, but we, the there's more of us who fall for real it. Real mathematicians don't think the Earth is flat. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm aware of that. I'm no. Yes. I'm close-minded about the shape of the Earth. I'm very close-minded, and I'm yes. dogmatic. But but again, when it first came up, I was open <laughs> to like, well, what do you got? Show me. I'll I'll, I'll listen. I'll I'll give you I'll give you 20 minutes. Oh, hey, got, right? I hey, I do. Okay, so I am a little. I'm open-minded to the. So, but just so I can make the sarcastic joke of, if you find the edge and you take a picture and you bring it back to me, sure. I might change my mind. If but you if you walk find... left and you keep walking and you eventually come up to my right, that's what I'm going <laughs> to guess is going to happen. Okay. Yeah. No, so you're, you're you not going to make it because that's too far. I want you to find 100 different airline pilots from around the world who will all come forward and confess that they all know the mm-hmm. truth. That when they have flown from America to Australia, they actually fly in a circle and they try to avoid flying off the edge of the planet because they all know the Earth is flat and they've been they've all been part of well, this conspiracy. What would an airplane do? I'm willing to admit that. Okay, so there's an ice wall. Yes, the Great Ice Wall. We've all seen but that, right? We got airplanes. How do? Where do the airplanes go if they fly off the edge? All the all no pilot straight off. There's a do they dome. Get stuck in- there's a dome. They would bounce off. So they the go. Dome. <laughs> So there's a pilot of airplanes that, <laughs> that went too far and just fell. Why do you think so many planes have disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle? See, it's because of those planes. How thick is the dome? the dome? Can, so what about asteroids? No one knows. Does that pierce the no dome? One no one knows. Oh, no, that's, that's proof that we didn't go to the moon because they couldn't, they couldn't get through the dome. That's why they had to fake it. I'm, I'm being facetious, by the way. No, just, no, I don't no. believe that. 
No, I'm trying. No, I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to picture how asteroids come through the dome. Is, oh, that's a good it. question. That's a. How are the asteroids getting in? I we got to get a flat earther on here. Oh wow! I know. I do. I really don't want to. Did you see? I just saw a video the other day on this topic, where uh, there was like some flat Earth group society thing. It wasn't the real, the the big one. It was like, but it was a smaller like with a members bigger, with members person. all over the globe, all over the globe. Yeah, but it was a YouTube video that they had done some kind of mathematical research. They bought some like they spent twenty thousand dollars. They pulled their money. They spent twenty thousand dollars. They bought this super uh, high end piece of scientific equipment to prove that the Earth was flat. And then you see them doing it, and they're saying, if the Earth is 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 actually round, then when we do this thing with the with the machine, it should give us these numbers. Um, and so we're going to prove that it isn't. And then guess what? It gave them those numbers. And they're like, well, that can't be right. So then they did it again, and they did it again. Every time they did it, it gave them back the same numbers, proving that the Earth. So they accidentally proved that the Earth wasn't flat, that it was round. And I thought that was hilarious because it was like I think it, they thought no. they were going to prove something. I'm. I'm not. You don't have to spend twenty thousand dollars to get some machine. Go take a goddamn picture of the of the edge. Yes. That's all I need. A Polaroid. Give me a digital image. No, people have done that too, right? Didn't there? There's a guy that died. He had a hot air balloon, and a camera. There's a guy who he, tried to. Yeah. He tried to no, prove he, he that shot he was, himself in a rocket. Oh, that's right. Shot himself oh, in a rocket, God. and he died. And we all were like, "This guy's gonna die," and then like a year later, he did. Yeah. It's like kind of sad, but at the same time, like when it's that predictable, like. I'm sure his family was sad, but the rest of us were like, well, duh. I'd okay, be kind of so surprised if it didn't happen. Were you the one? I think I think we were talking about this. Like, I don't understand why there is not a uh, a reality show on like the History Channel or something like that, where it's all about these flat Earth people and they give them they give them money and they give them cameras and they let them try to prove that the Earth is flat and it would just be hilarious because every episode they would fail. <laughs> Pitch but next shit. week we're gonna do it. Next week we're gonna prove it. Hey, uh, Aaron Simnovitz, you're a uh, he. He's in reality shows, right? That's he's right. A, he's uh, in television. Come on, Aaron. There's a great idea for you. You got to do, do it. Something with that. I'll co. <laughs> you and I could co-host it. It would be so much fun. Well, your host, Matt, Matt, this one will keep Giles. I don't want to co-host it. I just want to get paid for the idea. Yeah, the proof is out there. That's what it's Earth called. Is the proof flat. is out there. The proof is out there. Proof positive. Earth but they but they also have to live together. That's part of it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Like a big brother. So that thing. we have. Yeah. So that we can watch their conversations and they got. Yes. Like around the, the around the breakfast table. Shit. Yeah. All Yo, the crazy. check out this video I saw. Oh, Ooh, check it out, man. Those sheeple globists. <laughs> what do they call us? Globers. The globers. The globers. What a bunch of fools. Again, and then like you know, people have shown. I love the memes. Like like the the. Um, My favorite the is eclipse. the solar system. The eclipse. The eclipse in the moon it's like is good. Rectangle. So around good. the moon and then yeah the solar system where it's like all these round sphere planets and earth is a flat little square yeah like, this is awkward the earth you know, riding like, on the top of a turtle shell is pretty funny right the too. turtle shell of course the, the great turtle shell oh dude it's so, so okay so that's that's my point there's not good arguments on both sides i i would say so okay so for that what one, else what that's else one of them. i mean there's there's other ones i mean i honestly yeah that's what i'm like that's got to be one of the bigger ones. Flat Earth? Flat Earth. I, they just aren't any, any ones. Well, QAnon people, too. QAnon, QAnon because like it's so, Come it on. literally is like some 16-year-old kid like getting high with his buddies and then just like 
trying to come up with the craziest stuff possible and then watching people believe every word of it. Like uh, RFK Jr. is coming back to life and he's going to be in Dallas, Texas at this date. And people showed up waiting for him to show up. Like, really? I really do want to start a conspiracy theory that like, and see if you can get it to go viral. Like Abe Lincoln's coming back on a certain date. I think we should come up with one that's sort of like, because the the power of these conspiracy theories, we have seen the power of them. That if you can get them to to take okay, hold, how about this? How about this? We we create a bunch of AI imagery that we say is from NASA or from the Navy or something. Yeah, that the Kraken is real. It's real. It's out there right now. They have evidence that the Kraken is real, and we can see go. like in a year how many Google hits you have of is the Kraken real. <laughs> I've seen the Kraken. It's real. Well, that's where the whole, you know, the story of Godzilla came from. It's based on a true story. Yeah. It is. It's the Kraken. Yeah, everyone knows it's the, it's the Kraken. And did you know that there's Leviathan in the Bible? Yes, of course that. I know that. I used to teach a class uh, on uh, young earth creationism. So I have, I have all over that Leviathan passage. It's obvious it has to be a dinosaur. I have a t-shirt of Jesus riding a dinosaur. <laughs> I have a friend who, uh, well, not a current friend, but she used to work with my wife too. She didn't, she believes dinosaurs are a conspiracy. Oh, okay. So scientists invented dinosaurs so that we would believe evolution. Is that the deal? I don't know. Oh, I'd have so to smoke, a, have to smoke a bunch of weed first. Huh? Yeah. Because the uh, earth yeah. is, the earth the is eighth, supposed eighth, to be only 6,000 years old. So you got, yeah. But the scientists want us to believe it's billions of years old. I bet her argument would be like, no, Jesus wasn't. That. Maybe Moses, but not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they do It'd believe be more yeah, accurate they, if Moses was riding the dinosaur or Abraham. No, they, they do believe that. that, um, that it's, there's two animals. There's the Leviathan and the behemoth. Yeah, both in Job, right? I think they're both in Job. I don't know. I don't uh, remember. Um, and the behemoth. So st- most study Bibles will say that the behemoth is a hippo. Which doesn't make sense because the behemoth that's described sounds like a freaking dinosaur. And the Leviathan is supposed to be an alligator, but again, it's shooting fire out of its mouth, so it's really more like a dragon. Um, dude, I, it's scary. I, I could, I, we could do a whole episode where I, I tell you. Uh, How about all the next stuff episode you try to convince me that the earth is only 10,000 years old? Or, or that dinosaurs used to coexist with humans and, and may even still exist. This is why people still see Nessie. You know the the Loch Ness monster and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and and, and, the, and there's also a la- there's a Lake Champlain fun. monster too in upstate New York. There's lots. Of, well, they're in China too. There's one in China. I've seen I videos saw, of. I don't know if this is true. I saw it. It's a meme, so it probably is. Um, that the Loch Ness monster, or some sort of monster like that, is really just a whale that's upside down and his cock comes out of the water. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that too. I was like, that oh, I hope penis, it's true. That the whale penis, yeah, could look like <laughs> it could look like a head. Of a of a Nessie, yeah. But I've also this heard, whole uh, time, this whole time, it's just a dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the um, the reason why one of the reasons why right, young Earth people believe that like Nessie could be like a plesiosaur, um, is that you know you say well those have been extinct for millions of years, but we have found other creatures right like the coelacanth that we also had found fossils of. And thought that they were also extinct, and then we found live ones in the ocean. So, like, and they look exactly the same. They haven't they haven't evolved at all. And did you hear that they're trying to bring them back, like Jurassic Park style? Bring back what? Like, like 
like the woolly mammoth yeah i've heard that i kind of think that's a cool idea why not hell yeah and then you could have woolly mammoth burgers sliders yum would you eat <laughs> no, i don't want to eat an elephant you, well no i don't want to eat you, a mammoth that's I'm gross just kidding. i want to go to the would, zoo i would go I'm to the zoo around. and see a mammoth that'd be awesome eat no mammoth uh yeah i think it'd be cruel wild. because it'd be cruel in one way because imagine being this big huge you know animal like a mammoth and you're covered in thick fur dude you're not going to put that thing in africa it would it would you know die you'd have to literally if you're going to do it you'd have to put it like in Iceland or Greenland or something. Yeah. Norway. Well, that's what, that's what the Pete, well, yeah, you got to do that up in, up in Greenland and then create a zoo and then have a huge tourist population, make a lot of money. But see, there's a lot of people that would say it's cruel to create an animal just to make it live in a zoo. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's not good. So you got to just let them loose see what happens. Let them loose. (laughs) Just, you know, let them run wild around the Great Lakes area. Just see what happens. Just go, uh, just go play God and nothing bad can happen, right? What could happen? Yeah. What do you think about um, growing meat in a lab? Uh, I think it's a, personally, it's a bad idea. I don't, I would not want to eat shmeat uh, like that. That's been. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it seems like, it seems like, uh, like we would fuck it up, but there could be some, like if you could solve hunger with that yeah, but I that's understand. not what we're going to do for it because there's no there's no what's the financial gain of to give it hunger? away yeah because it's, it's going to yeah. cost millions of dollars for the research and everything to get it to get it rolling and then you yeah. have to be compensated right so <clears throat> in theory that sounds good but like to me i'm, I'm kind of against all this like um genetically you, modified you foods. read too many sci-fi apocalyptic well, I just I've watched no no I've just watched too many documentaries about like Monsanto and uh, all the genetically yeah. modified foods and what they do to you and how they make us sick, and uh, I don't trust those corporations to create food for us. I don't trust the big corporations. Uh, no, I do not. I think I think it's, I think we're right in the. Middle. I mean, it's like some on the side think they're evil, some think they're fine. I think it's more like they're just greedy fucking assholes. They're just greedy, of course. Yes. So they're going to cut and, corners and, and, and it's all about profits. And I don't think they care about whether or not it's healthy for us. It's more about, care. oh, can we make a lot of money? Well, let's do it. Yeah, I don't think they're like actively poisoning people. They'd be poisoning pe- themselves too, right? Right. Yeah. If, they, if um, they could come up with something that didn't poison you, but they still made a lot of money, sure, why not? They would probably do but it. But if it does poison you a little bit, sure, And why they not? make money, they're going to look the other way. Yeah, exactly. And they historically have done that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, any last thoughts other than awaken June 9th and 10th? Show up, be there, or be there. It's going to be left behind. It's going to be so good, people. Just look at that lineup. Jennifer Bird is my hero. Uh, her, she now is in competition with David Bentley Hart for my favorite theologian. I really, really love her. Her book's coming That's out, by the way. She's great. News. She's so great. So funny and smart. She's going to be talking about biblical marriage. Heather Hamilton, who's also very amazing Who? and smart. Heather Hamilton, the choir, choir author. author. Mm-hmm. And so many choir just authors, like, too. Karen Schock's book her, just came out. She'll be there. She's excited. She was at the first one as uh, an audience member, and so now she's on the stage. I think that's really cool. Um, and then and like, she just at, flew you out to a book party. She has, Exactly, which was a phenomenal. The best book party I've ever been to in my life, hands down, including my own. The best best I've ever been to. And it's the, the new standard. For book no parties, one flying me out to no fucking book parties. Uh, well, you know, man, you don't like going to things like that. I hate being social. 
Yeah. I didn't know I was going to speak. I just thought I was going to be there. And then like literally the night before she was like, oh, and then they'll introduce you and then you'll get up and then you'll say something and you'll introduce me. And I'm like, what? I'm, I have to say something. I wasn't prepared. You love that. it. You love that stuff. Pastor well, Keith. Uh, I don't Step. mind it. No, I do. Okay. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. You like it more than I would. You're like, yeah, no, like, I'm not speaking at your event. The fuck out of here. I like being able to get up and talk. Uh, you know, I, I preach sometimes locally here. My friend is the pastor of First Presbyterian Church, and once in a while, he'll let me come and uh, guest guest speak. Sometimes that's been. I like that. I enjoy that. All right. Well, I'll be in. I'll be in Nashville June 9th and 10th in the back with a hoodie on. <laughs> yeah, come find him. Come find me in the back with a hoodie on. Yeah, no, it'd be, be cool. I hope people show up. It's going to be so great. And and we are going to offer an online option too. I'm just getting that together. Uh, but by the time you hear this, we'll probably have something available for that. So you can't you make go. it in person. You should be able to at least uh, register and watch an online version of it. But we'd love to be, I mean, again, conferences, the, the great thing about conferences really is being there. The conversations you have between the sessions, getting to meet the speakers, going out to dinner with everybody and just, you know, that's what makes it great. So if you can be and there, this ain't, this ain't a small lineup. These aren't a bunch of chumps. No, dude. Jim Palmer too. We just added Jim Palmer to the list. Like I, come on, Jim is awesome. I met him once. He's great. Cool. So great. Yeah. I met him at a Panera bread in Tennessee. <laughs> oh, cool. You went to we Nashville a, or something? We, yeah. My brother-in-law, uh, used to, he, he went to radiology school at, at Vanderbilt. Oh, cool. Vanderbilt. So yeah. It's right we were visiting them before he, uh, he's in the air force. He's a radiologist. They stationed him in Biloxi, Mississippi. So Ooh. sorry about to that. Be him. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no disrespect to the entire state of Mississippi, but <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to live down there. I would want to live there. But... I'm from California. I'm, you know, come on. I want to get back there, man. I do want to get back there. One, yeah, one day, Wendy and I are, are goal is to somehow, Chico. you know, it's on the table. We might move hey. to Chico. I, first, I need to go visit. So I need to, you and so, I get together. There's a link in the show notes for a GoFundMe page to fly Keith out to <laughs> California. Me. That's right. Fly me to Chico. So you yes. can live in Chico. That'd be great. Where it's only 110 in the summer. Uh, it gets hot here as well. But you guys have, you have real air conditioning, right? You don't have like swamp coolers. Uh, no, we don't have swamp. Well, I'm sure some places have swamp coolers. Is it, isn't it too humid there? Or it's not humid? Not humid. Dry. It's a dry heat. That's how oh, they good. say it. Well, like it's hot, it. but it's a dry heat. You're like, yeah, it's 110 for six months straight. Yeah, it's it gets to you. See, now you're not selling it to me. No, not it's not six months straight. It's like uh, like today, it's it's like 70 in May. So we're yeah, like good. right now, it's 74. So it'll be it'll up. be uh, from June to September. It's hot a lot. See, that's like but, El Paso. It's not not very different. Very dry. It's heat not gonna. Here. You're not. Yeah, you're not gonna feel like terrible here. Okay. You're, yeah, you're in El Paso. But you're not near the beach. Um, we got some creeks and lakes. Do you have, uh, like, and you have mountains? You're three, you're three hours from the beach. Are you near some mountains, like snow? Yeah. Yeah, Lake Tahoe is like three hours away. But we're, we're like 45 minutes from snow. No, that's Lake Tahoe, though. Okay, all right. What else cool. do you want? We got everything up here. You we got Trader more Joe's? than you haven't. You, you have Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. You know what? You went to the top of the list right there. Trader Joe's. Do you not have a Trader Joe's in El Paso? No. And they never I remember will. you saying that in December thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah, she said it was the whitest thing anybody had ever said. <laughs> She's not wrong though. That I was I said something like, I am heartbroken that there is no Trader Joe's. Well, I think it's because that was like the first thing you said. It was like you were just yeah. tore up. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. So All apparently, right, you learned that to be to be black, you don't shop at Trader Joe's. I guess. Apparently, I learned something I did not you realize that. Although now that she mentions it, I have not noticed a lot of black people <laughs> when I'm at Trader Joe's. I'm just there's not a lot of black people in Chico anyway. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's well, I'll, I'll take that back. When the students are here, it's a lot more diverse. Yeah, good. City. There's a college there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a state state school, so you got kids from all over California. I like the melting pot personally. I miss that about. I do. I do Orange too. County. The just being able to go when you go out and there's like Asian yeah. people and uh, you know there's black people. There's, there's it's a huge just Hispanic Latino yeah, huge, population. Yeah. In El Paso, it's just Hispanic. It's Hispanic and white people pretty much. A few that's a lot. Ha- that's how. That's how a lot of uh, Chico is, except for the the students. We have a. Um, we actually have a large, decently large Asian population: Hmong, Vietnamese, oh, cool. um, Japanese, Chinese, and so, that's about. And then white folks. And so, and does that mean a lot of Mexican folks? Th- this question is very important to me. So, because you have that, you have that. Uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Demographic. Yeah. Um, does that mean you also have like some really good Asian like food restaurants there? Yes. Good. Yeah, there's That's no good. That's a big thing uh, for me. I got to have, I got to have my Chinese, my Thai, my Indian, like I want all that stuff. Yeah. We, oh yeah. We have a good Indian population here too. Okay, good. I mean, it's not like the cities though. It's not like the cities. So it's a small, is it like a small town? 110,000 people. What? What, 110? That's yeah. it? Yeah. You're not kidding me? That's how many people live there? Do you know all of them by name? <laughs> all of them by name? No, I know like eight people. That's See, El Paso is like almost 2 million people because we have Juarez and we have El Paso. No way. Um, yeah, 2 dude, million it's people? huge. And you don't have a Trader Joe's? Because of what the, a, what because a shame. we're on the border. It's because we're on the border because people from Juarez don't shop it. Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's has done studies, and because of that, um, oh, you know, like deep dive. <laughs> oh yeah, Wendy and I have gone to their website. We have sent them emails. Yes, we really like Trader Joe's. Apparently, right, I'm gonna, love them. I'm going to fact check myself here. All right, so okay, El Paso population. I guess this is just El Paso, six hundred and seventy-eight thousand. Oh Jesus, it's still a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah, but when you add in when you add in um, Juarez, yeah, it's it's. Over a million, hmm. million and a half, maybe something like that. Well, this is small town living, then I guess. That's okay. With too. dirt roads that go to nowhere. Yeehaw! All right, well, let's get out of here. I'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you sooner. You lovely listeners, I'll see you in two weeks. Go rate and review this show right Thanks. now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do right it. Now. Unless you want to be left behind while we're raptured. All right, peace and love. See you in two right. weeks. Later. See you. Bye.